Welcome back to another episode of the JGL Sports Talk Show. Man, it's been a while since I've done an episode, but I am back and better than ever. Hope you all are having a wonderful start to the summer. I know Memorial Day just passed, which is the start of the summer. I know I'm on the East Coast, so it's kind of been hot. Um, so I hope you guys are staying cool and staying uh and staying dry. So, I'm going to keep this episode a little short. I want to mainly focus on, um, I took some notes down. Uh, I want to go over the NBA Finals preview, uh, what the key matchups are, um, the key things to look forward to. Um, it's going to be a wild series. Then I'm going to stay in the NBA and talk about um, the Lakers signing Darwin uh, Ham as the next head coach. Um, and then I'm going to give you my prediction for the NBA Finals, the winner. And then I'm going to dive into a little bit of the NFL, uh, talk about the Ravens and how Lamar uh, was on Twitter and uh, a reporter, Chris Sims, kind of not attacked Lamar, but kind of like um, – because he's not going to the OTAs right now with voluntary, but I'll get into that later on in the show. And then to wrap it up, I will talk about the MLB, um, the Yankees staying hot. Um, I want to go over, since I missed the podcast episode for the, the Josh Donaldson, Tim Anderson situation, I'm going to go over that. And I'm going to go over um, – it's funny because I was looking at Tim Anderson and what he said and whatever, and um, I want to – uh, go over a little bit of um, uh, the baseball's unwritten rules and should they be fair or not. So let's dive into the first topic that everyone has their minds on right now. Game one of the NBA Finals. I'm sorry, let me go back. Let me retract. Today is June 2nd. And yes, that is the start of the NBA Finals. We have the Boston Celtics facing the Golden State Warriors. What a matchup. To be honest, no one no one thought that, um, you know, the Celtics would be in the playoffs. You know, it would either be Brooklyn or Lakers um, or Suns because they had the best record in the league uh, in the middle of the season. But this matchup is, is crazy. It's a good matchup. Um, so, the Golden State Warriors host the Boston Celtics in this year's NBA Finals. The season series between the two is tied at 1-1, one one, with Boston winning their last matchup in the regular season, regular season game, 110-88. Um, in that game uh, that they won, Jalen Brown led the Celtics with 26 points, and Jordan Poole led the Warriors with 29 points. Now, the most crazy stat line of this playoff series is that the Celtics are, in the Steve Kerr era, they are 7-1 against Steve Kerr and the Warriors. Uh, I'm not sure if that's playoffs or regular season wins, but that's still kind of, you know, a big factor in, uh, in the game. The Warriors are 31-10 while playing at home while going 6-5 in games decided by four points. 
So they're not really giving up much points, you know, because we all know that the Golden State Warriors are a third quarter team. So when uh, a team is up by like 35, 25, or 40, even 50 points, that don't matter to them because they got Curry and Clay, which I didn't add to my podcast topics, but let me talk about Clay after this. Um, that's the storyline too, but but yeah, that, that that means that it don't matter if you're down or if you're up fifty points. But once that second half gets started, they come back. Um, so now looking at the other side, Celtics are twenty three and eighteen away from home, and they are second in the Eastern Conference with forty six point one rebounds per game, led by center Robert Williams III. Now. Don't get me wrong. Like, this series is going to be good. Uh, the first game, uh, tip-offs at 9 o'clock tonight. They're in um, at the Chase Center tonight. I'm pretty sure that arena is going to be rocking. Uh, playoff real series, playoff atmosphere. So, l- let's break it down. So, we have Jason Tatum, who... I want to give my congratulations to former Duke Blue Devil. Um, he just won his uh, first, I believe it was the Magic Johnson uh, Eastern Conference Award, uh, Eastern Conference Award, uh, Eastern Conference Finals Award. Uh, he deserved it. Uh, right now, he's averaging uh, 26.9 points per game, uh, 4.5. Or 45.3 from the field goal and 85.3 from the free, from the free throw line. Uh, I mean, he's doing it all, man. And just to think that, you know, this matchup, hey, this is like a David and Goliath matchup. You know, you got J- uh, Jason Tatum. You got Jalen Brown. You have Marcus Smart, which actually was the defensive player of the year this year um so you got two kind of perimeter defense uh defenders marcus smart and Draymond green um but in my opinion i think Draymond green is i would say the better defender because he can guard all all five positions on the court marcus the the thing i want to be interested about because i put this on my notes so marcus smart versus steph curry I want to see, I don't know if it's going to happen, but I want to see throughout this series if Marcus Smart can hold Curry. Um, I'm not sure if he can because Curry, the way he moves, he's agile. He's more um, uh, off ball. I mean, don't get me wrong, he, he can create his own shot. Um when he has a ball in his hands, but he's more versatile when he is moving. Man, if if if, if you've ever seen this man move, Curry, he's so quick. He can go from baseline to baseline in a matter of like 10 seconds. Um so I mean Marcus Smart, he he has a mission to do, like not just one game, this, this whole series. And I know the last game they had, uh, 
Marcus Smart, I don't think he intentionally hurt, uh, meant to hurt Curry, but he was guarding Curry and he fell on his ankle and that made Curry miss um, the last couple games of the season. Um, and Curry had, had a little beef with him, Marcus Smart, but I don't think he meant to hurt him. He was just going for the ball and he fell on his ankle in the roll. I mean, if you all know Curry, um, his ankles are kind of like not fragile, but he has a couple ankle, like, you know, injuries um, back in the other, uh, like, you know, playoff and throughout the season. So another, another, another matchup I want to see is Jason Tatum versus Clay, Clay Thompson. Um, because, I mean, obviously, I mean, Clay Thompson is one of the best shooters with Curry, alongside Curry. Um, he has came back from a devastating, actually two devastating injuries um, with the ACL and the Achilles. And if you're an athlete that are, that is listening and tuning in, um, tearing your ACL, I mean, thank God, thank God I've never twisted my, my ACL before. But um, those injuries are are not injuries you can come back from. But if you remember in 2019, uh, when the Warriors were facing the Toronto Raptors, uh, Clay Thompson twisted his uh, knee, and um, that's how he hurt his, his, his ACL. Then I believe um, the season after, I don't, think, I don't think the season even started yet, he, uh, I guess, was working out, was playing pickup, and he hurt his Achilles. But it is amazing to see him back on the court. Um, so people forget that he's that, 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 that's another like you know that's that's the Splash Brothers. So I'm interested to see uh, what these matchups bring. And then we got um, Jalen Brown versus Andrew Wiggins or Andrew Wiggins. I'm sorry. Um, so. This matchup is is pretty good because Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown can you know obviously get his shot up. He can shoot the three. Wiggins, um, he's probably playing one of his best years of his career this year, especially in the playoffs. Let me look at his stats real quick. Yeah, he's averaging. Um, let me see, let me see, let me see. One second, I'm looking up his uh, his stats real quick. Yeah, so Brown is averaging 22.9 points per game. Um... He's averaging 6.8 rebounds, 3.5 assists, a half, uh, 1.2 steal. Um, so, I mean, down the line, I mean, you got Mark, uh, Marcus Smart uh, averaging 15.5 points per game. Um, he's averaging 4.5 rebounds, 6.2 steals. So, I mean, not only can Marcus Smart, you know, uh, be a ball hawk, ball hawk on defense, he can score the ball and assist to his teammates when he was needed. Uh, down the line, Al Horford, don't forget him, 11.9 uh, 11. Uh, points per game. 
a little over 10 points, uh, 1.5 offensive rebounds, uh, 8.1 defensive rebounds, 9.6 overall rebounds. Um, so, I mean, this this is going to be an awesome, awesome series. Uh, we look at it. Now, we, we've all talked about how um, – the Warriors can pop off to any minute. They can shoot the three, the deep ball with Curry, Clay, Draymond on the, on the defensive side. Uh, but when it comes down to the defense, the Celtics are the team that I've seen that that had done the most switching. So what I mean switching are uh, for people who don't, who don't know that the rules of basketball is when switching is like when a point guard comes up, like Curry comes up with the ball, and Mooney, uh, the center uh, screens, that other guy has to switch off his man and switch onto his man. And the Celtics do a good job with that in a 3-2-2-3 defense. Um, you don't see them playing a lot, of, a lot of man. You see Marcus Smart at the top. You see Jason Tatum at the wing and Brown at the at the other wing. Yeah, uh, the two bigs, Al Horford and uh, T- um, and uh, Robert Williams on the other on the other block, and they switch. So I'm that's that, that, that that's another thing I want to look at for is how um the Celtic switching will help that out. I mean, obviously, um former coach Brad Stevens is not the coach anymore. He's in the front office and he's done a, an awesome job with centering pieces around that squad. Um so there's so many different storylines here. Clay Thompson's return to the, to the finals, um, the different matchups, um, Marcus Smart versus Curry, Tatum versus Tatum versus Clay, uh, Brown versus uh, Wiggins, um, even the big men. It's like uh, King Kong and Godzilla, um, two big men, uh, two powerful forces on the rebounds, uh, can put up points. Um. Let me see. Uh, Robert Williams is averaging, uh, I mean, eight points per game. Uh, he's averaging 5.5 rebounds in 1.9 blocks. So this is the tail of the tape. So now let me go to the Warriors. Let me look at their stats uh, real quick. Warriors. Yeah, Marcus or uh, Robert Williams is averaging nine point six rebounds per game, five point seven defensive rebounds per game. Sorry about the, the advertisement. Um, yeah, so. And then Mooney's, uh, uh, Looney's averaging 7.3 rebounds per game, 4.7 defensive rebounds per game, and 2.5. Um, so, I mean, like, this is this is going to be a good matchup. Uh, like the Boston Celtics were 51 and 31, uh, 23 and 18 away, and a Golden State was 53 29, 31 and 10 home, from home. So, I mean, um, it's clear that Golden State is is 
loves to win at home and is better at their home. Um, but it's clear that Boston is, is good away too. So I mean it's gonna be a good matchup. I mean, I think the Boston, I think Boston, I'm gonna get into my prediction later on in the in the segment. But I feel like in order for I'm I'm not gonna like give away my prediction right now, but I'll give you a little hint. Like if Boston can hold their top players. Um, which is Curry, Clay, Wiggins, even Jordan Poole is going off too. That's another X factor. If they can hold somehow hold those players to a certain amount of points and limit um, their turnovers, the Celtics have a pretty good chance of winning this thing. But it's gonna be hard because Curry, you know, he's he's gonna do Curry things. You know, Clay's gonna do his thing, uh, and. It's gonna be exciting. So, um, my prediction, I think it's gonna be. This is just bearing if the Celtics can hold the Warriors now. Uh, I think the Celtics winning it. It's probably gonna go to a game seven. Um, that's that's if I'm gonna put an asterisk. That that's if they can Marcus Smart, Tatum. If they can hold those key players on the Warriors side to a certain amount of points, like because we know Golden State turns the ball over, I feel like in all of these games coming forward, Boston has to get to a hot start. Like I said earlier, the crowd's going to be crazy. Playoff atmosphere, finals atmosphere, it's going to be hard to hear your players communicating. Um, but you know, this is what these players dream of going to the finals. And I feel like, but my gut is going the Warriors because of Curry and Clay and Wiggins. Um, and I and I heard that uh, Gary Payton, the, uh, the second, might be coming back. Uh, he was hurt. He's listed as day-to-day, uh, probable for tonight. And that's another big factor because he's another, like, you know, hard-nosed defender who can guard on the top two uh, positions, like uh, shooting guard and guard. Or, yeah, guard and shooting guard. So there's a lot of storylines in this uh, in the, in this finals preview. I know Curry is, is looking for his first NBA Finals uh, MVP award. Um I know the year that Kevin Durant was on that team, he kind of stole the award from Curry. Um, but that's a whole other debate for another day. Um, but I could have sworn he got a finals MVP. But I know one year Andre Iguodala got one, Kevin Durant got one. Um, so that's what I know of. And uh, yeah, I mean, this, this is going to be a crazy series. So, I mean, on to the next topic. Um, as y'all know, I'm a big Lakers fan, and they uh released Frank Vogel of Coach of Duties. And a few days ago, it was breaking news that the Lakers have signed um Darwin Ham. So, Lakers signed Darwin Ham, the former assistant coach of the for the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, Ham came with the current coach, Mike Budenholzer, to the Milwaukee from Atlanta Hawks and was part of the development of contenders 
and was part of a championship run in 2021. Ham's first and most important mission out of all of his coaching duties is to figure out how he can maximize Russell Westbrook's potential during his final year of his contract. Um, now, I don't know if there's rumors or if there are actual, like, um, actual reports, but I've been hearing and reading that the Lakers do not plan on shipping away Russell Westbrook because they don't want to lose um, key assets for the future. Um, it is hard right now to add shooters because of the roster and how it's constructed. Um, they still have LeBron James, AD, Carmelo. Um, I know they signed uh, Kendrick Nunn, but he didn't play all season. Um, so it's hard right now to add shooters to the roster um, to help Russell out. But Ham also needs to sit down with Russ one-on-one and tell him, hey, look, man-to-man, look. In order for this uh, to work, Russell, you need to adjust the way he plays. You know, it's a new coach, new system. Um, in order for Russell Westbrook to be successful, he has to be off-ball type of player. And it's key for Ham to sit down with him and go over, hey, look, listen, I need you to play this way instead of that way. Because don't get me wrong, Russell Westbrook, yeah, he's he's, he's getting old. I don't think he is that triple-double machine he was at OKC. And at the time, he was in his late 20s, early 30s. Listen, he's, he's still he's a still like energetic player. Um, but you're not going to see 30, 15, and 10 from him anymore, you know? Uh, let, let me look at his uh, season stats real quick. One second, bear with me, guys. I'm looking up the uh, stats. So, I mean, LeBron, he was averaging 30.3 assists. I mean, I'm sorry. 30.3 points per game. uh, Seven defensive rebounds, 7.1. Overall, uh, 8.2 8.2 rebounds, 6.2 assists. Davis had, you know, declining year because he was always hurt. He had 23.2 points, 2.7, 2.7 offensive rebounds, 7.2 defensive rebounds, um, little under 10 rebounds, 9.9 rebounds, 3.1 assists. Russell had 18.5 points per game, 1.4 offensive rebounds, uh, 6. Uh, 6.6. A defensive rebound, 7.4 rebounds overall, 7.1. I mean, down the line, I mean, other than LeBron and AD and maybe Russell Westbrook, I mean, Monk had 13.8 points, 13.3, 10.3, 10. 
10 points for uh, Horton Tucker, 9.3 points from uh, Thomas, uh, Reeves, 7.3. Down the line, down the roster, I mean, it's just that the points are just not, like, there, you know, and, like, it's hard to find players to uh, add when the roster is so, like, you know, the, the money in the cap space. But Durham, um, listen, like, I, like I, I, I love the pickup. I love the pickup uh, because let me tell you why. I love the pickup because I think that, you know, Darwin Ham, he came from, you know, a championship uh, championship team in the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, he he grew, grew like, tremendous amount of relationships with key players such as Giannis. He helped develop him, um, like Chris Middleton, uh, Drew Holiday, and – like, I mean, I feel like, you know, off the bat, LeBron and him are going to have a good relationship. It's just a matter of how we can keep AD healthy, how we can incorporate Russell Westbrook into the player he, we can, can, he wants to be. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's a good pickup, good pickup. Even though he it's his first year as a head coach, it might not be – it might not go well as planned. But, I mean, if you have LeBron James – a healthy LeBron James and a healthy AD. I know that's a stretch, a stretch to say, but having those two players and if Russell can can um, learn how to maximize his talent rather than always, you know, scoring and getting rebounds and doing everything, is to play his role. Then that, that should be fine. Maybe adding like, maybe like one more shooter if they can, because I mean they don't have enough, you know, wiggle room. With all the salaries. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I already said my uh, my final uh, prediction. I said Celtics in seven if they can minimize Curry and Clay Thompson's play. So yeah, I mean, so that wraps up the NBA uh, segment. Now let's go to the NFL. Uh, I'm gonna. I don't know if I can share my screen, but I'm gonna play the audio. So last week, uh, Chris Sims um, was on Twitter, and he called out Lamar Jackson for not going to you know OTAs, right? And OTAs is like you know, kind of like they're not voluntary. I mean, I mean they are voluntary. Uh, you can show up, um, but it's more like you know the get you know the season underway. Uh, if you have new players involved, uh, you can meet the new players, new coaches, new coaching schemes. And play, players do not have to show up. But let me know if y'all can hear this. I'm going to play this video. I'm going to meet myself.
So I don't know if y'all heard that, but Chris Sims was saying how like he quoted Lamar um, saying that he wants to, you know, he wants to be the next Tom Brady, and uh, you know uh, he he's not showing up up to OTAs, um, and Lamar you know, kind of like you know like clapped back at him. He was like, and I quote, "Lamar wants to be Lamar." Chris, he's talking in third person right here. This part of OTAs is voluntary, my guy. I'll be there. It's not on your watch. It's probably other QBs not attending voluntary OTAs either. But since Lamar is, it's a huge deal. Find something else to talk about. I mean, Lamar's right. Lamar's right. Uh, you know, just because Lamar is a big player, uh, he's in the news a lot. He's in the contract talk still, like big player. Um, oh, he's not missing OTAs. Uh, it's a big deal. Um it's not a big deal. I mean, yeah, you want to meet the new rookies, the new players, the new players. Uh, Dobbins coming back. Want to get that chemistry going, Bateman. But he let's listen. He's been he's been working out in Florida. Worth a football coach in Florida. Uh, he worked out with Bateman. Um, you know, yes, it's it's kind of. I mean, I I would love I would love to see him there at OTAs. But he even said he's gonna be there. The players like Marlon Humphrey said he's gonna be there. He's gonna show up. It's not voluntary. I think it's volu- I think it's mandatory uh, in a couple of weeks when the uh, training camp starts. But Lamar said he, he's gonna he's gonna show up. I believe Chris Sims replied to him. Let me see. Uh, Lam- uh, Chris was like, "That's all good, my man. You be you. I'm rooting for you." Yes, I would like to see you at OTAs, but you've got to do what is best for you. Not singling you out. We have discussed all QBs to not in the OTAs. You are Lamar freaking Jackson. Of course we're going to talk about you. So, I mean, a little bit of back and forth between Lamar and Chris, but, I mean, Chris is, you know, trying to do his job, but Lamar has a point, you know. Let Lamar be Lamar. You know, he's working out in, in, uh, in Florida, I mean, hey, listen, Tom Brady, you know, a couple years, uh, I saw, like, he was working out in Tampa with, you know, Gronkowski and his other receivers, Mike Evans and stuff. So, like, I don't know what the issue is. I know Tom Brady is a GOAT. He has seven rings. But, I mean, Lamar's Lamar, man. He will show up. He's going to be there before training camp starts. uh, uh, He'll be there. I'm also, I mean, obviously Lamar is still, you know, um, in the contract, in the contract talks, but I mean, we'll see what happens, man. I mean, I mean, other players have said he's going to show up. I mean, oh, obviously another, uh, another key factor is, I mean, some, I mean, obviously we're kind of like, we're not out of the pandemic yet. Um, people are still catching COVID, unfortunately, but when COVID was at, was at its peak, like the, the NFL had a policy where, like you know, um, you didn't like their businesses were shut down at one point, and players couldn't even show up to the training facility. So the key factor is maybe like you know, Lamar doesn't feel comfortable with being you know in that in that facility. But who knows? I might be just like like speculating, but I believe in Lamar. Lamar's my quarterback. The Ravens quarterback, he'll be back in time for the start of the season. He'll be back in time for mini camp, training camp. 
he'll be back sooner than sooner than sooner than ever. And uh, but uh, like I know Lamar doesn't have an agent. Agent he represents himself, so it's all good. It's all good. Um, but I think that'll wrap up today's episode. Um, I wanted to get into the MLB, but I don't think I have time. But uh, once again, I'm Jordan on the Wii. Uh, you can catch this episode on YouTube, uh, Apple Music, or Apple Podcasts. Um, I'm now on iHeartRadio, Heart um, Amazon Music, uh, Spotify, anywhere you listen to music or your podcast app. Um, I'm going to put my my Instagram up real quick. Hold on. Follow my Instagram. At JJL underscore XO. Um, that's, that's a simple name. Yeah, but uh, you know, anywhere you have podcasts, um, you know, it's available. So thanks for tuning in. And obviously, we will dive into the first game of the playoffs after today's game. And we'll see. We'll see if uh, the Celtics can, can still a game. So I'm joining on the Wii. Thanks for tuning in, and y'all have a wonderful day and a good summer.